Welcome once again to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing on this Thursday? So glad to be here. We've got a jam-packed show. I am going to have Sports Vision's Thrift Barringer on the show shortly, but we do have a lot of sports to cover here on this Thursday, April the 20th, 2023. And for those of you who are keeping score at home, this is episode 606. And also, this show is broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM out of Noonan. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports and Grill, The Bold Man, Active Pest Control, and Wishbone Fried Chicken. I know a lot more sponsors are coming. But no, seriously, if you do want to be a sponsor of the show, just message me and I will make sure that you get some ad time here on the greatest hour in sports. I mean, I'm going to say this right now. A lot of sports talk shows are two hours, three hours, but I'm an hour and that hour goes by pretty fast. We got a lot of coverage that we get on this show. When I mean we, I mean you know myself as the producer. Uh, I just call me the Tommy Wiseau of sports broadcasting. There are a lot to talk about here on the show. The River Dragons take game one of the Commissioner's Cup playoff over the Motor City Rockers, and they come back to the Civic Center for an elimination game. So that's going to be a lot of fun. LaGrange College defeats the number one team in D3, Birmingham Southern. Congratulations to that. Columbus State softball undefeated. 24-0 at home as they gear up for the playoffs. And today, I will be in attendance at the St. Luke's Ministry Center for the 8th Annual High School Female Athletes of the Year Awards Luncheon presented by Sports Visions and Aflac as Sports Visions will salute over 50 of the area's top high school female student athletes to include soccer, softball, golf, tennis, cheerleading, flag football, basketball, gymnastics, volleyball, and track and field. It should be a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to be a part of the ceremony. All right, I'm going to start with some of the local sports that's going on here in the Chattahoochee Valley. What a game by the Columbus River Dragons. Yes, a rare Wednesday night game, but it's the playoffs. they got to get these games in. The Columbus River Dragons defeated the Motor City Rockers 2-1 after down being 1-0 thanks to a goal by the Rockers by Connor Inger. The River Dragons came back. Goals by Cody Rogers and Alex Storjahan. And now the Columbus River Dragons, they take a 1-0 series lead in the first round of the Commissioner's Cup playoffs. And they will have Game 2 puck drop 7-30 at the Columbus Civic Center to try to advance to the second round. There will be a game three if necessary, but hopefully the River Dragons can get the job done on their home ice with these one-two playoff formats in the FPHL. It is crucial to get that first game. That's what the River Dragons did last year against Danbury in the semifinals. So good luck to the River Dragons. You can catch the game on the flagship station, WQEE. Also 106.9 Rock in Columbus as well. And on YouTube, the Columbus State Cougars baseball team was in action on Tuesday as they defeated Shorter University at Burger King Stadium at Ragsdale Field by a score of 10-5. That was the home finale for the regular season before we gear up for the playoffs. The Cougars are currently 28-12 overall, 14-10 in the Peach Belt. And they have an important three-game series coming up against... The University of South Carolina at Beaufort in Bluffton, South Carolina. That's just outside of Hilton Head. That's a nice area over there in uh, South Carolina. And then they will wrap up the Peach Belt Conference play in Milledgeville, taking on Georgia College. Just to let you know that the Peach Belt Conference baseball tournament will start on May the 5th, and Columbus State is trying to be a host. I mean, it's going to be at whoever the number one seed is. And then the highest remaining seeds will play May the 12th through the 14th. So Columbus State is trying to get back to the Super Regionals like they did last season. And here's some of your leaders for your Columbus State Cougars. Ian King with a 325 batting average. 
You also have Derek Weil with 14 home runs and 45 runs batted in. Matthew McDade with 9 home runs, and he's leading the team with 49 runs batted in. And your top pitchers, Noah Windhorst. I mean, why not? He has been dominant all year. He's got a no-hitter. He's 6-2 and two on the year. He has pitched the most innings. And he has the lowest earned run average after all the starting pitchers. Noah Windhorst with a 2.17 ERA. He is the ace that Columbus State is going to rely on when they get into the postseason. Colton Joyner has also had a solid season, 7-3 overall with a 3.50 ERA. And then Zach Brockman. Uh, those are your three starting pitchers when we get into a three-game series. So be on the lookout. Columbus State baseball. It's exciting. All right, let's talk about Columbus State softball because they wrapped up their home schedule unscathed, 24-0. How about that? That is just an incredible record for a team that I think they can make it to Chattanooga. I feel that the Columbus State softball team can find a way to make it to Chattanooga. They are currently 38-12 overall, 21-3 in the Peach Belt after getting the big victory at Cougar Field yesterday against Shorter University by a score of 9-1. to And it was a pretty good day, pretty well attended. One player to watch was Hannah Rose Corbin, uh, the all-time home runs leader for your Columbus State Lady Cougars. She went one for one, was walked twice, and scored two runs. And Haley Folds... Gets the victory. She is 8-2 on the season. The LaGrange Panthers baseball team having a good season so far. They are 24-9 overall, 10-2 in the CCS. And they had a big win against the number one team in all of D3. This was a neutral site game at Oxford, Alabama. It was the home ballpark of the former Chakalaka Monsters. And they had a statement win in seven innings, 15-3 over Birmingham Southern. And the 13th-ranked LaGrange Panthers, the bats just came alive. As Joe Ruth, two for four with two runs batted in. And get this, Kurt Bonner, he walked three times. He scored five runs. Impressive. Eduardo Peralta, Picks up the victory. He is 6-0 and on the season. This was one of those wins for LaGrange College. If they're going to make it to the D3 College World Series, you beat teams like this. A team with a lot of reputation of being a great baseball school, Birmingham Southern. I remember back in the day, Birmingham Southern used to be in the NAIA. And I traveled to Birmingham to call a baseball game between Freed Harmon and Birmingham back when I was the play-by-play announcer for Freed Harmon University at the NAIA level. And just a couple of notes about high school baseball. We had Columbus take on Northside yesterday at Columbus High. I was in attendance. Columbus got the victory 7-2. That ballpark is state-of-the-art. And the plaques, I just admired all those plaques, all those state championships by the legendary head coach Bobby Howard. And then, of course, they have Frank Thomas's number retired. Right there, that number five, MLB Hall of Famer. They have incredible facilities. I went up to the press box and chatted a little bit with the PA announcer. And it was just a great time at Columbus High. And I want to try to go to some more baseball games because I, I appreciate all these baseball teams here in the Fountain City, uh, Shaw and Northside and Columbus, and then Carver. Let's talk about Carver baseball because what head coach Michael Long Jr. is doing over there is fascinating. It's a District 8 night this Friday. Pack the park, and it's also a blackout on the campus of Carver High School. So check that out. You also have Northside taking on Callaway today. Really, the regular season in Georgia is wrapping up, and uh, we are going to start the region tournaments for the state of Alabama, and I'll try to get a schedule for that as well. All right, it's time for my first break, but when we come back, I will break down all the national stuff that's been going on in the world of sports to include NBA playoffs and to include the Atlanta Braves wrapping up 
their series with the San Diego Padres as they get ready for the Houston Astros. And are the Oakland A's moving to Las Vegas? Hmm. I'll talk about Oakland as a sports city because it's fascinating what's happening to the city of Oakland. All right, we'll be back. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bug, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control, repair, bond, best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan, 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text k for k Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. We are back on the show. This is the Sports Beat with Richard Holders. Like I mentioned, it is episode 606. Man, I just keep producing show after show. You know, I got to get a show to the radio station five days a week. Uh, just a big shout out to Ryan O'Neill, the station manager at WQEE, for just allowing me this time slot. I'm right after Rod Peterson, right before Braves Country Baseball with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. Sports Vision's Thrift Behringer is going to be on the show today. Don't forget that you can catch him on Smooth R&B 92.1 on Mondays and Thursdays alongside DJ Jones. Thrift Behringer, DJ Jones, Sports Visions, 4 to 6, Mondays and Thursdays. It's an awesome show. And as much as I love sports, Thrift loves sports as well. And we just love talking about sports and you know getting into the NBA playoffs. And, and we're... Going to talk about that. That was recorded late last night. But we're going to talk about some of the NBA playoffs. So the Grizzlies were playing without John Morant. They pick up the victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. And things are now evened up at one apiece. As Memphis was able to get the 103-93 to victory. And one bright spot for the Memphis Grizzlies was the play of Xavier Tillman. He was incredible. 22 points and 13 rebounds. The defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr., chipped in with 18 points and 9 rebounds. Had 3 blocks. Look, I know this was a desperate game for Memphis because you don't want to go down 2-0 going to L.A. Grizzlies had to get this game. And I'm not 100% sure that they are a more efficient team when Ja Moran is not in the lineup. But they do have a lot of scrappy players that do the dirty work and they try to get the job done and uh, that's where they're able to do as the Lakers just had an off night Anthony Davis only had 13 points LeBron had 20 Rui Hachimura off the bench scoring 20 I don't think the Lakers are ever going to have at one time Rui Hachimura Dennis Schroeder Austin Reeves just go off they might do that in LA but I think that this series is now evened up as far as Memphis getting the momentum to get back into this series. Well, the Milwaukee Bucks, they get the win over the Miami Heat, 138-122 to without Giannis. The effort by the Bucks without Giannis was absolutely incredible. They blew out Miami. I did not expect this. I thought that Miami could possibly steal another one before Giannis gets back. But Brooke Lopez, he was an offensive force. He's normally a defensive specialist. 
because Giannis was not in there, Milwaukee can get some other options. Drew Holiday with 24 points, and you had Chris Middleton had 16. Pat Connaughton, remember he was in the dunk contest a couple of years ago. He had 22 points coming off the bench, and then Joe Ingles, the former Utah Jazz player, had 17 points. Jimmy Butler with 25 points for the Miami Heat. So it's tied going to Miami, and I think that if Giannis is playing, it doesn't matter if the game is in Miami or in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's the better team, and they should come out on top. And then the late game last night, the Denver Nuggets take a 2-0 series lead over the Minnesota Timberwolves with a 122-113 victory. NHL playoffs. Love the playoffs. The biggest upset so far in the playoffs, the Florida Panthers beat the Boston Bruins 6-3. Is Boston in trouble? I mean, they had the best record in the NHL. I don't know about that. I think that Boston can go down to Florida and pick up some victories. The Edmonton Oilers, they beat the Kings 4-2. You had the Dallas Stars even up the series with the Minnesota Wild. So the Kings and Oilers are all tied at one. Dallas and Minnesota tied at one. Florida and Boston tied at one. Gotta love the NHL playoffs. Carolina is up 2-0. So here's what's on tap for the NHL playoffs today. You got the Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Lightning lead the series 1-0. The Rangers take it on the Devils. And the Rangers lead 1-0. The Seattle Kraken trying to knock off the defending Stanley Cup champions. They are up 1-0 on that series. And the Winnipeg Jets leading the Vegas Golden Knights. Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves they lose one to nothing to the San Diego Padres, but they got two out of three against the Padres. Pretty solid road trip for the Braves as they return home to take on the Houston Astros on Friday. And then there's the Oakland Athletics. They got swept by the Chicago Cubs. They lost last night 12 to 2. I believe there was over 10,000 fans, but the night before they only had 5,000 fans and But they are just getting a lot of hate on Twitter because there are talks about a ballpark being available for them to play in in Vegas. And if the Oakland Athletics leave for Las Vegas, it will be the final Oakland franchise to leave the city. Oakland used to have passionate fans. I don't know what happened to the city, but they just don't have the money to get a ballpark. You had the Warriors leave for San Francisco. The Oakland Raiders left for Vegas because they couldn't get a ballpark. I mean, when the Raiders were in Oakland, they were sharing this ballpark with the A's, and it is a football-style stadium. They were still playing football and baseball, and it's the only stadium in the country still doing this. Where's the money to build a new ballpark? I thought there were talks that the A's were going to get a new ballpark. I mean, this is just embarrassing that they have to cover outfield seats and they cannot even draw more than 10,000 fans. I mean, I saw some of the attendances in some of these games and it was about 3,000 fans. That's the amount of attendance for a minor league baseball team. So if they do move to Vegas, it would be a good move. It would bring a lot of money to the city. I mean, there's already money in the city as already, but the Oakland Athletics deserve better. They are the worst team in Major League Baseball. They've only had three wins so far. And I just don't know what Major League Baseball needs to do. They just need to come in and and step in and, and do something. All right, before I take my next commercial break, I just want to say the NFL schedule release is coming out May 11th. You know, that is a big deal to me. I mean, I'll have a special show dedicated to the NFL schedule release. Next week, right around this time, you know, because it is April 20th, On April 27th, we will have the NFL Draft. That is always an event. That Thursday night, just love recapping the first round. And I even watched the second and third round on Friday and then rounds four through seven on Saturday. It's always fun and it is a great event. And then we also have everything covering high school baseball playoffs, River Dragons playoffs, we got the Columbus Lions coming up May the 14th. Yeah, that's on Mother's Day. They're taking on the South Florida Thunder and Mothers. They get to come in free. That's going to be a great deal. And, you know, if you're a big indoor football fan, uh, that's where it's at. 
Uh, next week, though, uh, it is a meet and greet with the players, and uh, I'm going to try to make sure to get there. I have yet to meet Coach Chris McKinney face-to-face. We've talked on the phone. I just let him know when he was hired as the Columbus Lions head coach that I was uh, one of the announcers. And is Jared Dillard going to come back and be the voice for the Lions? I love Jared. He's a great guy. He's always approachable. He's more than willing to come on this show and talk Columbus Lions. And I always have a great time when he joins me here on the podcast. We even created a podcast called The Lions Den and uh, it was the idea of the former head coach for the Columbus Lions, Jason Gibson. He, he knew that, that I was very good at producing podcasts, and he asked me if I wanted to start up a podcast covering the Columbus Lions, and I said, absolutely. I mean, we've had incredible guests like Mason Espinoza, Darian Townsend, Maurice Leggett, Darren Daniel, and Jarmon Fortson. A lot of great guests on that podcast called the lion's den which is still out there if you want to check it out it's on spotify also the columbus rapids are in action this friday night taking on the fayetteville fury the men's team is percentage points behind the tampa bay strikers for that third and final playoff spot they currently stand at four and seven the women's team six and five on the season and they are in second place just a game and a half behind the memphis americans So both teams control their own destiny and could make the playoffs by winning the remaining games. April the 30th is their finale in the NISL on the road, taking on the Tampa Bay Strikers. As the announcer for the Columbus Rapids, I wanted to make sure that the season finished strong, and that's why I chose to broadcast that final game. And it was incredible. I enjoyed it being the Rapids announcer in year two, and I'm hoping that there is a year three because I will be there to call the Rapids games in year three. All right, I think it's about that time to bring on Sports Vision's Thrift Behringer. Now, this was recorded late last night, so we were just getting score updates from the NBA games that were happening in real time. It was a great interview. I'm looking forward to seeing Thrift today at the Female Awards Luncheon at the St. Luke's Ministry Center. And as I continue being a member of the media, I just enjoy covering these events and being part of these press conferences and writing stories for the Chattahoochee Valley Living because I love sports and I cannot wait for high school football season. That is going to be outstanding, incredible. There's words that just can't describe high school football. Right. No, I'm getting off on a tangent. We're, we'll be back with Thrift. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around, So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken 31, Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Got mold? Call the Mold Man. Specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. 
on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. everybody doing this evening welcome to another special edition of the sports beat with richard holdridge back on the show he started to become my weekly guest it is sports visions thrift Behringer, and we are here to talk a little bit about the river dragons hockey they're playing the motor city rockers in game one of the commissioner's cup tonight and we also got some nba playoffs i'm actually looking at the scoreboard i got the tv in the background and uh, memphis is really just running the floor on uh, the lakers they're playing without job moran uh, but thrift how you been you've been pretty busy uh yes busy to say the least richard it should be an incredible time as it always is when i was able to join your podcast and live show on wqee thank you to ryan o'neill and everyone that supports um make sure to tune in tomorrow night sports visions Face, I mean, Facebook Live and radio show tomorrow. I got some special guests. Okay, DJ will be joining me on the road. He's heading to Tampa Bay for the Black Business Bus Tour that his beautiful wife and my Aunt Candy runs down in Tampa. It's an awesome event that happens almost, I, I think, quarterly or monthly. Um, and I, we'll talk about that more on the show, what that entails. We've always, that's a big promotion on the show. Um, but so he'll join me at the top of the hour. Then after that, I got Jack Patterson and Josh Pate, the star, the national guy from CBS Sports, 247, late kick. I mean, he is just, his rise of stardom has been incredible. He actually was a comm major uh, person with me. Uh, we actually went during the same time period. He graduated about three years before me. I actually entered on his show several times. I consider him a mentor and someone that definitely look up to and looking forward to hearing his story. He'll be speaking at a communication event in which former alums that have gone on to do any type of career, whether it be broadcasting, marketing, whatever it is, and come and show. There's like 10 or 15 of us, I think, and we're going to be saying what you can do with a comm degree. And obviously, you're seeing me now at PNB Broadcasting and Sports Visions, and enjoy working with both of them, Tyler Redmond, WRBL, and now Josh Pate uh, as well in the, in the broadcasting circuit. So, look forward to having him on. And Scott Miller, nice, of the CSU Cougars, will be on as well. So, I uh, cannot wait to uh, talk to both of them tomorrow. It should be a great, it'll be a shortened show because I'm having to leave early to go to that event at six o'clock but richard you're right nba playoffs right now and it's a lot going on river dragons are playing looking forward to talking all right i want to talk about the games that happened yesterday because the atlanta hawks even though they showed improvement and the score was a lot closer the boston celtics were just the better team this time it was jason tatum that was dominant and Derek white can we now say that Derek white is a hawks killer yeah, there's yeah, no there's doubt. No and you know what the crazy thing is, Richard? Last year, many Celtics fans, including the biggest one I know or heard of is Bill Simmons, thought Derek White was an atrocity that should never play, and he was always either not hitting shots, not playing great defense. This year, he's put the whole package together. He's been a great two-way player on both the defensive side of the basketball. Him and Marcus Smart can guard almost anyone one through three. And Marcus Smart, because of his body size, one through four, maybe sometimes even some centers. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, Derek was – he has had a fantastic year, and he's even having a better NBA playoffs. He has been a nightmare defensively for Trey Young. Trey Young's not able to get any shots. Every shot he takes is having to be forced. They're tough shots. He does make some of them, but nothing's within flow of the game. He's not taking open shots, but like an offensive open shot, offensive open look. You're not seeing that with Trey Young this year. and This is why a lot of people are saying, is he going to be traded? from the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, we'll get into that conversation later, but if you're asking me right now, and I've said this before the series, it is a bad matchup. They can throw Marcus Smart, Derek White, heck, even Peyton Pritchard, Jalen Brown. They got so many guys that can guard Trey Young, give them so many different looks. They got Robert Williams, Al Horford. They got a deep bench. Malcolm Brogdon's another defensive stop. But think about that. Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, and Marcus Smart. On other teams, their number one defensive option as guards, and there are three of them on the Celtics. I think they know what they're ready, and if they're looking forward, if they have to play another Steph Curry, they need to have depth. They can keep up with a Steph Curry. We'll talk about the Warriors. I think they're pretty much done. Um, yeah, they're done. This Atlanta Hawks team, 
disappointment, ready for the season to be over with, looking forward to the offseason because there's no chance you're beating these Celtics. And yesterday we had the Cavaliers even it at one apiece. You had the Suns even it against the Clippers. I expect that to happen. That's going to be a pretty long series. So today, the Memphis Grizzlies, they are playing without John Morant, but they are doing what they do best. You know, Thrift, they're actually a more efficient team without John Morant in the lineup. But they don't have the superstar to actually close the game in the fourth quarter. But the only way to beat the Lakers is with your youth and run up and down the floor. Look at all the points off turnovers. And I believe, you know, right now, Memphis is leading in the third quarter and i think that they're going to win this game uh, they're actually they started the fourth quarter and uh, memphis is leading the lakers 83 71 i think they're going to win this game and even at one apiece i still think the lakers are going to win this series and then you talk about the golden state warriors draymond green is going to be suspended for game three thrift do you think the kings can go into the chase center in san francisco and go up 3-0 without draymond in the lineup for golden state i think that is not a realistic possibility i would almost i'm not ready yet to say it with the hot take alert out there for all those who love hot takes let me i love hot takes let me slam the podium i honestly think without draymond green the best defender they have and they have struggled mightily defensively guarding sabonis and especially De'Aaron Fox. This is a nightmare scenario for the Golden State Warriors. Jordan Poole, who is a one of the, the lead reasons that the Golden State Warriors even won a championship last year, coming off the bench, giving 15, 16 a game. He had that huge game five last year in the NBA Finals against the Celtics. He didn't even play in the second half. That's how bad he's been. Then you got Kaminga, again, another top-round draft pick, Moses Moody. These guys have been there for two years, and they're not getting any playing time or any experience in this playoff run because Steve Kerr does not trust at all any of his bench. Other than Gary Payton, they have about six guys they can play right now. I am impressed with Andrew Wiggins. He hadn't played basketball in two months, and in two games he's averaging 22, 23 points a game. But the things he did good last year, he has not been great defensively. He's a little rusty, knocking the rust off on that. And he's not getting big-time rebounds. Remember in the Celtics series, he almost averaged a double-double. That game five, to go up 3-2, he had 26-16. and 16. You're just not seeing that right now because he hasn't played basketball in a long time. I think the Kings, while Draymond Green is being suspended, going to probably go up 3-0. And if they're up 3-0, why can't they win game four? I think it's a, a bad situation for the Warriors. I'm wondering what it's going to turn into for this offseason. Draymond Green's a free agent. What are they going to do with Clay Thompson? Are they going to revamp their offseason with, you know, taking and trading the rookies like Kaminga and Moses Moody and trying to get some veteran talent? I don't know. But this Kings team, who I thought didn't have a chance, most people didn't, probably going to win this in five games, maybe even a sweep. Tonight we have the Bucks and the Heat. The Bucks are going to be without Giannis. Thrift, does the Heat go up 2-0 in Milwaukee? I'll tell you this. Bobby C's just got a flight, just booked his flight, and he's coming down here to smack you in the back of the head. Don't ever talk about his Bucks going down 0-2. No, I know. I say that jokingly, but, and I love Bobby Z, and I'm referring to a guy that did the press box with Bobby Z for five years, a legend around the sports talk area. Legend. He did a good job, and he's back up and walking out with his family. But this Heat team just never goes away. You thought after they got bullied by the Hawks team or gotten bullied by the Celtics, that even without Giannis, they didn't have a chance. I honestly think they could win again tonight, and if they go up 2-0, this series is done. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Middleton's going to have a big game. I think the Bucks still have a deep team and a good roster, even without Giannis. And I don't think highly of the Miami Heat outside of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. I think Max Struess is inconsistent on the three-point line as of recently. Duncan Robinson, ever since he signed that $50 million contract, can't hit threes anymore. Tyler Hero's out with a broken finger for four to six weeks. And Kyle Lowry's always hurt. Like, what do you expect him? I really thought he was going to come out in a wheelchair after that Hall game. He had 36 and played like 40 minutes. You know, that was the first time in a long time he's played that many minutes. And yet he's still competing. But you're not going to get a 40 or 30 or 25 point per game Kyle Lowry like you saw three or four years ago in the playoffs. Yet the Heat just never go away just because how they're coaching, their culture. I think it's going to go six or seven. I still think the Bucks are going to win. But if you're Milwaukee, 
the main thing is filling out the series alive without any more injuries. And this is why most teams didn't want to play the Heat. Not because they were scared that they were going to lose to them or they may get upset. Because they knew in a series against the Heat, somebody's going to get injured just because of how the Heat play. And look, Giannis in game one. The Heat do play physical. And, you know, right now, into the first quarter, Milwaukee is leading Miami 33-28. to I mean, the Bucks can play without Giannis. I mean, they beat the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals without Giannis. So they are more than capable of winning a game against Miami and getting it to Miami's tied up at one apiece. All right, so Thursday's game's thrift. I mean, you got the Suns and the Clippers knotted up at one apiece. I think uh, the 76ers are going to take care of business against Brooklyn. And like we mentioned, the Sacramento Kings – I think they're going to go up 3-0 on the Warriors. And we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I really would want to preview second-round matchups. Potential second-round matchups. We could get the Nuggets and the Suns and get this. We could get the Kings and the Lakers. Uh, that would be a dream scenario outside of the number one dream being Lakers-Warriors, LeBron and Steph. That would be must-see TV, and it would break a lot of ratings when it comes to second-round matchups in the history of the league. Uh, but Kings-Lakers would be another good one because everyone talks about that 2002 like they remember. And it's funny that, you know, everyone had remember that day that happened with Game 6 in which it was one of the most atrociously called games in the history of the NBA. And it was a black guy in the league, especially when the Donaghy trial came out and realized that he was a part of that crew, that all that nonsense happened. But even with the Game 6... The Lakers had the fluke game winner by Robert Horry. If Vladi Divac just grabs the ball or hits it out of bounds the other way, instead of tapping it back towards Robert Horry, the two of the key, they probably win that series. And then in game six, Pedro Stoyakovich hit, could hit the broads out of a barn. No. And other than Mike Bibby, think about that. Not Chris Webber, Mike Bibby was the biggest player in that game seven. Still went to overtime. But I think everyone agreed that whoever won that series is going to win the NBA championship, and we'd be talking about the Kings. Honestly, if they didn't have all their injuries, they probably could have gotten maybe one, maybe even two championships. That would be a dream scenario for the league. It's The, it's, the Lakers got to beat Memphis. And whoever wins with Kings and Warriors, I think the league will be happy with. I think they would prefer the Warriors. But either way, be nice. Um, how about this? I'm not ready to I'm look ready past, past the first-round series. You're already ready. So you booked your ticket. You're saying you're done with the first round. You're bored already. You're ready to go yeah. to the second round. I think you need to hold your horses. I just delayed your flight. And I'm yeah. like, Richard, well, what's going on, man? Like, you're already ready to get out of here, and you're trying to skip over another great first-round matchup that I don't think we've ever had in our league. KD versus Kawhi has been phenomenal. Russell Westbrook has been phenomenal against Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and this is without Paul George. We had Paul George. Man, the stars would be aligned for these two teams. I think this is going to go seven. I, it could go either way. I'm going to go Suns winning. But don't overlook that series, Richard. I know you're amped up to see Suns Nuggets. Suns may not even get past the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard has been absolutely fantastic on both sides of the ball and Russell Westbrook. And I briefly talked about the Suns and Clippers on my show the other day, but, you know, 10.30 start, I mean, I try to stay. I'll stay up for Keens Warriors, but uh, that's that's you're tough for me. To, a, you're not getting a five-hour energy? You're not running up for the gas? Uh, yeah, I, I, I could do the whole five-hour energy. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not as young as I used to be thrift. I mean, I'm 43 years old. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. to Like my college days where I'd stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning. It, it, yeah, I, those, I'm not doing things, that anymore. You can't burn both ends of the candle and expect to be productive. That's always the old saying. And I will say this, yeah, getting a good night's sleep and trying to be productive, successful, and be on top of your game is crucial. And I... He just watched the highlights the next morning, which is what I always do before I get my day started. You keep up with it. There's so many other podcasts and quick reaction stuff that you can get. You understand how the game went. You can even get the full game if you want. If you got direct TV or whatever it may be, YouTube TV, you can just record it. I'm with you. I, I love Charles and them, but I'm not saying up to 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm not going to do that again tonight. So I'll wake up and see if the Nuggets took a 2-0 lead, which I fully expect to do. And that's another thing, too. No offense, it's a little bit of a yawner. Uh, I'm not. If it would be different, it was Kings-Warriors. I did stay up a little bit for that one. But this game, 
I'm not saying up for Jokic to give Carl Anthony Towns 40, 10, and 10. Okay, Thrift, let's switch gears and let's talk about River Dragons hockey because it just went final in Detroit. The Columbus River Dragons defeated the Motor City Rockers 2-1 to one to take a 1-0 series lead, sending it back to the Columbus Civic Center Friday night for an elimination game. Game 2, Columbus Civic Center, Columbus River Dragons, Motor City Rockers. Columbus can close it out Friday to advance to the second round. And if they win that, do you know who the matchup would be? How many teams are in the playoffs? Right now, the, there are eight teams in the playoffs. They would play the winner of Carolina Port Huron. So they so basically they will play Carolina Port Huron winner in the semifinals and the winner of that would then go to the championship. So there's then it three rounds they have to win. Um I think it's a big win. Uh, we and you were talking about it. We we're a little bit worried. It was tied early in the game. But I'm glad the River Dragons able to take care of business. I expect them to do it with a raucous crowd on Friday. I could not believe I went last week to the game on Saturday after the press conference me and you were at, Richard, and I just blown away at the fan support that was there and just seeing – I left after the second period. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, it was 3-1. I had uh, several young kids with me. You know how they get bored and get restless. The games are really long. I enjoy them, and they're a great event. I think they do a great job, but the games are long. And we were just, and one I went feeling good, so we just left. And I was like, well, the game, I think the game's over with. And then I go and turn it on. It's 3 3, and then 4 3. And I'm listening to Tom Callahan, and he, I can hear in his voice, he couldn't believe what happened that quarter either. Um, but I still think they have a chance to beat Carolina. Um, they had a fantastic year this year. I thought the way the organization has been run from all four or five years they've been there with the pandemic and everything. It's a great job by Big all the executive office, job brand. They have done a great job with the community, and the community has done a great job supporting them. I only see them getting bigger and more recognition, brand recognition. And uh, I'm glad we got group and Scott Brandon for as long as we got them. And I know it's going to continue to get better. I hate that we lost the division that we have been leading all year. But they still have a chance to win a championship this year. And in my opinion, from what I've watched, and you can take it with a grain of salt, I'm not the Thomas River Dragons expert, but if they beat the Carolina Thunderbird, I think the winner of that matchup is going to beat Danbury. Uh, I think Absolutely. Danbury, a weaker division. You know, if you look at this division, Danbury's division only had two people with winning records and at points. If you look at the other side, there's four or five teams that were competitive and really good at hockey teams. So I think the winner of that is going to eventually – be. And they would have the same record as Danbury if they were either one of these teams, Carolina or Columbus, if they were in the other division. I think they're going to be the winner. I'm not saying sleep on Danbury, but I expect that to be the championship. So looking forward to that second round matchup. If they can manage to get through this weekend against Motor City. Okay, Fred, let's switch gears and let's talk about baseball here in Columbus. Because you're you're that age group. You were with the same age of the, the kids that went to the Little League World Series back in 2006, right? That is correct. Okay, absolutely. And Northern Little League is right near uh, where I live. So a lot of those kids that play at Northern Little League and American and Eastern Little League, they go on to play high school baseball. And we've got some incredible high school baseball teams here in Columbus, to include Shaw, that had the statement win over Northside on Monday, 5-4. to four. Columbus was able to beat Northside today, 7-2, to two, at Columbus High. That stadium is just phenomenal. They got the plaques with the legendary coach Bobby Howard and all those state championships. They've definitely renovated and updated that. Um, but it's always historical. It's one of the oldest college I mean, high schools we got around this area. And there's so many great athletes that have come out of that school, whether it be basketball, baseball, or football. I'm with you. And it's uh, it's unique. It definitely is my unique school to go and check out. Absolutely. Uh, up in the press box, I mean, they have just a, a great – it's down the third base line. It, you, you can't ask for a better angle. And, you know, just the – you know, we I know with the high school baseball season wrapping up, Glenwood just wrapped up their season. They defeated Macon East. They swept them. I mean, Glenwood, I can't believe this this record, 38-4 and four, as they get ready for AISA State playoffs. I, I think their region tournament is done. i got to find out when uh, their first game in the state playoffs is. Yeah, that should be pretty cool. And uh, I'm excited to see how Glenwood's going to, you know, how they'll finish out because I – They've had really good baseball teams. When I was at school there, the three years from sophomore, junior, and senior year, they won state championships back to back to back. And they have won close to 40 games in one season. This year's pretty unique. I'll say talent-wise, I don't remember a team in my tenure, you know, 
cheering and being alumni of Glenwood, having multiple, not one, but multiple Division One athletes that go on to the not only the next level in D1 college, but maybe professional as well. Tim Fanning's got a stud, stud of a lineup, and they have done a fantastic job all year long. Honestly, out of all the private schools, I would go Glenwood 1, Calvary 2, Pacelli 3, Brookstone 4. Brookstone and Pacelli around there, but all three of these four of these teams are going to make some noise in the playoffs. And I know me and you are looking forward to it with our busy schedules hard, but we plan on being at a playoff game. We're going to make it work, especially in May. I'll be lightening more up for me, meaning I won't have the, my league that I'm running right now. So me and, it's great to see me and Richard, essentially. Live streaming some of these games. Looking forward to being able to do that, man. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, as also in the GHSA and the AHSAA, you, you got three talented baseball teams over in Alabama Central, Auburn, and Smith Station. Something's got to give because the, these three teams, you know, one of them is going to win the region and host a playoff game in the state championship. Central is the defending 7A state champions. They beat Hewitt Trustful in Jacksonville last year, and uh, they're looking to repeat. And you got Russell County that actually has shown improvement under head coach Tony Dimitri. And I, first of all, I got to give a shout out to Carver head baseball coach Michael Long Jr. You know, the Carver baseball team, you know, they only won four games last year. In fact, two seasons ago, they didn't even have a baseball team. He wow. took them to eight and seventeen, and they won their first region game last weekend against Monroe. I mean, he has shown progress, and I'm just impressed with how competitive Carver baseball has become in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I am too, man, and I think it's been an incredible reclamation project for Michael Long, and he is the right man in charge. I think Carver's given the support around him that he needs to be successful to rebuild this program. DJ loves seeing it too as an alumni and a guy that was a big thing one of the best, probably the best, one of the best, if not, baseball players that have ever come out of Carver, and that one is main sport. Football was. And he was a pretty good basketball player, too. That's just the athlete that DJ was. Um, but he likes going back into sport. And I like seeing guys that do it not for the money, not for the fame, not for the recognition, but literally for the kids. And he's developing kids, and he's giving kids an opportunity to play a sport that they may not get to play anywhere else. And I think it's awesome. I'm a fan of his, and I think he's going to continue to build this program the way it needs to be built and the right way it needs to be built as well. But we will keep everybody posted on the brackets for high school playoffs at the GHSA, the GIAA, the GAPS. Because I know Calvary Christian head coach Steve Smith is looking for his fifth state championship. And then we also have Alabama, Glenwood. I expect Glenwood to uh, compete for a state championship as well. And Central over in 7A. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I know what we're looking forward to is trying to figure out what games we're going to go to. And uh, it's ready to say, hopefully, because I'll be in the basketball season and close in the football season, as we did with the Jelly. We're going to have a champion around this area, whether it be in the Chattahoochee part of the Alabama side or this died um, Columbus and all the schools around this area. And also some teams to look out for. Also the Harris County Tigers, they're looking pretty good too. And the LaGrange Grangers, they just swept Troop County. They won another region title. The same Grangers team that went to the state title and took on North Oconee in Rome last year. And head coach Donnie Branch is looking to do the same this year. So we just have great baseball teams all around the Chattahoochee Valley. And another great game tomorrow. Northside is taking on Callaway. I mean, I, I just love these non-region matches into the regular season. That, that's, that place in Columbus was absolutely packed. I mean, I that's how much they love their baseball in Columbus. I already know it was, Richard, and the soccer going on now as well. I went to the Shaw soccer game as my girlfriend's daughter was playing um, for him. Shaw did come up short against Trinity Christian, but they had a phenomenal season. They made it to the second round of the playoffs. The they made it a long time. And they're going to be their young team, so they're, they're not losing a lot of players. They expect them to be just competitive next year. And there's a lot of really good soccer teams around this area. Pacelli Boys and Girls, Brookstone, Northside Girls, Columbus High Girls. Uh, you're expecting, if you're not expecting, excuse me, then you should keep up with soccer around this area. I expect to have a team maybe win a state championship. Oh, absolutely. I think that there are several teams that can do that. And, and also, uh, before I let you go, just tell everybody about this special event that's actually going on. By the time this airs, it'll actually be going on at the St. Luke's Ministry Center tomorrow at 1130. Yeah, so tomorrow, 
Sports Vision is doing their eighth annual female awards function in which we get over 20, 25 different schools bring their top two female athletes, no matter the sport, could be anything, to give them recognition for the well-played season they had, regardless of the sport. And this is something that DJ and Dale thought about eight years ago that – you know what? They they started the football awards luncheon. That's a big deal. They hadn't started the basketball yet, but nobody was giving any love to the females from this area. So DJ started this with Dale and is continuing on and looking forward to being at my second annual. I was actually third. I was there for 2021, 2022, and now in 2023. So excited about it. Should be a fun event. Going to eat some good food. Recognize some awesome young ladies who had phenomenal seasons. And, uh, Richard, you're going to be there, hopefully, to present an award. We'll have Tyler Redman, Jai Patterson, Hoppy, all to present awards as well. Looking forward to being there. I was at the FCA banquet on Monday after the show. DJ got to introduce Nolan Smith, the first-round draft potential first-round draft pick. He was very well-spoken. It was a great event. Uh, I thought they had a good fireside chat, and we had a guy just sitting there basically having a conversation with him on stage. So glad that I was able to be an honorary media person along with DJ at this event. Then, like I said, tomorrow I got the Sports Vision event. Looking forward to being to that. And then Sports Vision's radio show, Facebook live show. And then Com Department is doing a night of stars for all communication majors that are there now. And former alumni is a red carpet event at the Spring Springer Theater. I think Riverside Theater, I think it is. Maybe not Springer. Riverside Theater. Either way, it's going to be a great event. Josh Pate will be speaking of that. That's one of the reasons he's coming on the show. I'll be an honoree along with Tyler Redman as the former alumni on basically telling Tom majors that will be there, this is what you can do with your degree. So glad that I can be there. I'm glad I'm getting honored. Uh, I have a unique story. I know Josh was too. Josh talked about he was basically on academic expulsion. He had to write an entire page or whatever it is, like essay, on why he should get back in. Guess what? Same thing happened to me. I was on academic probation, and then I basically could not come back to school for an entire semester. They would not let me come back. And then when I did come back, I was only able to have be able to take two classes at six credit hours. And they said, if I did well with these two classes, they'll let me have a full schedule. Well, of course, when I got my second opportunity, I'm not messing this one up. And honestly, ever since that moment in 2015, I've seen my career and myself only get better. Um, but I knew then that I'm not going to quit on myself because I saw Josh. He had to overcome a lot of obstacles, and I did the same thing. It's funny that now we're both getting recognized for a university that almost kicked us out. So I think it's pretty cool. We'll talk about that tomorrow on the show. Looking forward to being at that event. And on Friday, the Uptown Concert Series. I will be presenting a band down there on Broadway. They really block off the entire block of Broadway in which you have close to five, 600 people there listening to a band. It's pretty cool. I'll be on stage for that. So busy weekend, but excited about all these events that I'll be a part of. And Richard, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow at the Sports Visions uh, Females Awards Luncheon. Your second luncheon that you're going to be at. You at the basketball one, but this time you're going to be a media member and actually presenting an award. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And Thrift, thank you so much. Once again, for being a guest on the show. Yes, sir. Thanks, Richard. I will talk to you tomorrow, man. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thrift Manager from Sports Visions. Thank you, everybody, once again for tuning in. And I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We are broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM out of Noonan from 2 to 3 Monday through Friday, right after Rod Peterson and right before Braves Country Baseball with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks.